You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts. Wes McDowell in Chicago. Mikhail Morrison in Seattle. Nick Longo in Los Angeles. All right, we're all three back together again. Yay. <laughs> we, missed, we missed you last time, Mikkel. I don't know if you listened to the last episode, Mikkel, but we, um, Nick, Nick and I cannot be trusted to our own devices because we did a whole episode that we then had to redo oh, because shoot. we lost. My, my end did not. It, it, the QuickTime recorder just kind of crapped out midway through and it didn't notice, so. Oh no! All the way at the end. Those times. That was that was hilarious. I that's 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 so crazy, and that reminds me that I oftentimes want to remember every couple minutes to make sure that the recording is still. I always, it's such a yeah. small prompt. Prompt. I always know? keep yeah. a look on that to make sure it's still going, and I see the timing moving. Because your face, yeah. when we were done, it's and not West, very obvious. Just you just have look. to make sure that incrementally, oh. it's the time is going. It's not yeah. very obvious that it's successful. Yeah, but that, yeah. it's the worst yeah. feeling. Hopefully, oh, but I think we did. That's a we did better. Issue. We did better. We did better. Oh shoot! Sorry. <laughs> and then I'm and I'm really not sorry that I missed that then because that's a bitch <laughs> having to record. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. Again, we after that happened, Nick is like. Uh, I've got a, I guess I've got about an hour. I'm like, I, I don't have an Emmy to do this <laughs> right now. I need to give it a couple days. What, where, where were you in the, what, what time frame was it that you realized? Oh, the you very end. Through? We were, we were oh, no. done with the listener question. And then I saw that it like, had kind of stopped. The counter had stopped like 15 minutes earlier. And I'm like, holy <gasps> shitballs. We tried, every, right. we tried recovering Sorry, that really all that kind sucked. of cool stuff. But like, yeah, yeah. it was all right. It, it was not, wasn't going to happen. No. And today it's snowing in Chicago for the first time, so FML, hashtag yeah. FML. <laughs> but anyway, um, before we get on to the meat of the show, I do want to bring up that our next episode uh, is going to be our annual designer gift guide episode. Yes. So um, we're definitely looking forward to that. We always love that episode. You know, it's our uh, version of Oprah's favorite things. <laughs> so what we want to do to kind of up the ante this year is um, – not give away Oprah's favorite things. That's that's too much. We love you guys. We don't love you that much. But mm-hmm. what we want to do is we want to include you guys and have you go on Twitter um, using the hashtag DGDCHoliday and just tweet at us the things that you might be asking for for the holidays this year. Um, if there's any kind of cool designer gift mm-hmm. you want us to mention, go ahead, put it on Twitter, and we'll talk about ours, of course. Cool. And we'll give some shout-outs to some of our favorites from y'all so that's a great idea i love yeah. those episodes and doing I think it it's early unfortunate they're only once a year isn't I it love crazy that it's it's time to do that already isn't it it <laughs> yeah. doesn't feel that long ago honestly wow yeah that's weird damn yeah. that's gonna be great good good idea to get everybody involved all right so before we get on with the actual show let's give a little love to our friends over at skillshare um you know you listen to this show so obviously you're looking to learn a little bit about design or about running your business so skillshare is perfect for you you know with over 3 million members and more than 17,000 classes skillshare truly is the netflix for online learning <laughs> what, and this is uh we had skill and chill skill and chill skill and chill skill and chill is what nick <laughs> thought of last time 
See what you miss, Mikkel. Um, look, look for that T-shirt <laughs> in, the, in the store very soon. <laughs> exactly. So take classes in either graphic design, illustration, photography, social media marketing, running your business, all that good stuff. And the classes, this is the best part. They're taught by industry experts, not kids in their mom's basement on YouTube. Um, you know, experienced professionals, perfect if you're looking to build your career or start the side hustle of your dreams. So I was on there today, and there's a cool uh, one that I'm about to start called the Modern Marketing Workshop by uh, Guru Seth Seth Godin. Oh wow, he's I'm kind of a big sh- guy. I'm look into yeah, that. that's cool. Yeah, so this is the kind of caliber of people we have teaching these kind of classes. Like we mentioned, Draplin before, he's got like mm-hmm. he's got multiple mm-hmm. logo design courses on there. Um, another cool one is Lettering for Brands. And the definitive guide to T-shirt design and manufacturing. So, fun. those are yeah, those are just some kind of fun ones. Some I picked like out, sessions we'd want to attend at so Adobe many. Max. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Let's get it in. I'm going to look those Pretty up. Pretty much cool. Yeah. So Skillshare is giving our listeners a one month free trial of unlimited access to all 17,000 courses. So just go to Skillshare.com/graphic. To start your free month today, that's Skillshare.com slash graphic. All right. Cool. So today we have a treat. Um, I, I really want to introduce the guy who has been helping me out in my agency for, what is it? about? I think it's over a year now. His, um, Aaron Rickson. He's been my copywriter since, uh, kind of since I started restructuring the deep end from just Born, you know, just plain old web design to the more strategic side. Um, so he's the content strategist and copywriter and founder of AaronRickson.com. Meet Aaron Rickson. Hey, thanks for having me, Wes. And hello, everyone. Of course. Of course. Yay. And we're going to be talking about um, positioning your agency today, Yeah, right? definitely. Uh, it's, a, it's an important thing. We're going to get to what exactly I mean by positioning and why it matters. And then uh, if we've got some time, we'll talk about how you listening can do it at home for your own agency. Of course. It's like a Skillshare so a episode our... right there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> faux free. And if it's faux free, it's faux me is what I always say. Hmm. But, um, but Aaron, so you know, a lot of our listeners are kind of just starting out. So when we're talking about agency, are we talking about can this stuff kind of apply to your solopreneurs and your kind of micro agencies as yeah, well. Yeah, it's a big word, but what I mean when I say it just for uh ease of use is is freelancers, solos, small agencies, even the big ones. Uh many of the big ones haven't worked out by that stage, but uh a few of them could also take a couple of lessons on differentiating themselves from their competition. So it's a real wide range of people that can learn how, you know, learn from what we're going to talk about today and position their quote-unquote agency. Awesome. Cool. All right, so let's get on into the uh, the meat. What do you got for well, us? Well, I mean, the first the first piece of it is is how do you know when you need to do it, and what do I mean about it? So f- I want to talk first about what positioning is, and if you don't know, it's a branding term. And uh, my friends at brandingforthepeople.com say that you know branding is creating a desired perception in the mind of your customer. You know, what do you want your what do you want your customer to think about the work that you do and the business that you are? Positioning is branding in relation to your 
competitors. Uh, the quote I like to use is from the Economic Times. They say, positioning defines where your product or your service stands in relation to others offering similar products and services in the marketplace and in the mind of the consumer. In other words, that means what am I as a, uh, for example, what, what am I as a content agency versus the copywriter down the street? What is the deep end uh, in relation to some other uh, design agency or branding agency? The, the term comes from a book called Positioning, The Battle for Your Mind by uh, Al Reese and Jack Trout. And they say that positioning is not what you do to a service. It's what you do to the mind of your prospect. So when I say positioning your agency, what I mean is carving out a slice of your prospect's brain that says, this is what this business stands for. It's a simple concept, fancy, cool. uh, mm -hmm. fancy um, buzzword. But here is a <laughs> here's a here's a metaphor. Okay, I want to talk about this is the this is the metaphor I bring up all the time. I want to talk about water and gold. Okay, water covers seventy percent of our planet. Uh, it's it's you know literally sixty percent of our own makeup in our body. Our body is sixty percent water. It's everywhere. It literally falls from the sky. And all the gold that's ever been pulled from the earth in the entire history of humanity can fit into three Olympic-sized swimming pools. And that's it. <laughs> so the, the, wow. the question... And, and Scrooge McDuck likes to exactly. swim through <laughs> The question I always ask is, do you want to be water <laughs> to your clients or do you want to be gold? And that's what this mm -hmm. process of positioning your agency mm -hmm. is. Sure. Turning you sure. from water that's everywhere and just a commodity to gold, which is rare and precious. That's what we do. And you'll know that you need to do it if you're saying things like, uh, you know, I really connected on that last project and I don't know, I can't understand why this new lead who's exactly the same is not answering my emails. Or you're saying, why don't clients get what I do for them? They don't understand the value that I'm bringing. They just want the logo bigger or yeah. they want that moved over by six pixels or they want it rotated by three degrees. Um, you know, why do they even listen to these people who are clearly not talented? What, what did we call them? The, the, what did you say? The, the people on YouTube in their mom's basement, right? Why, why are they even listening to those guys? Well, yeah. Don't they know mm -hmm. that I'm a professional? Or, or you know, mm -hmm. if you're saying, when does, when does this get fun? When does business stop feeling like such a grind? Uh, yeah. Then, yeah, maybe that's a good sign that you don't stand for anything in the minds of your, uh, your prospects and your clients. They just see you as, yeah. A, yeah. as a resource that they can pay $25 an hour to, uh, you know, crank out a, a crappy flyer for a trade show. I'm, I'm also glad you said yeah. when yeah. it stops getting fun because that's a huge value that comes – once you've changed your positioning and let's say you're a good year into it, you, you've, you've kind of done a 180 with your entire client roster. And now you've got great, good people that you that value you and you want to work with them. So it becomes a better relationship. It's true. And, you know, th that's the worst feeling in the world is when you wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and you realize that they're working with you only because you're a good deal. Yeah. You, you know? Yeah. Ooh, like. Yeah. Like you, yeah, that hurts. <laughs> <It sucks. laughs> and we and we've all been there in the past, and that's what yeah. we're trying. That's what we tried the most with this show is to get people away from that mindset and into yeah. okay, don't just charge for your you know your hourly billable hours or 
God, I got to get the lowest price possible versus, yeah, moving them up the ladder. So perfect. Yeah. That's true because yeah. there's a ton of value out there, right? There is, I mean, I, I yes. pulled some stats for you guys. Visual content usage by marketers rises by like 130% a year. Um, the, the, you know, the demands of the web just mean that more and more and more visual content needs to be created. Um, more than half of all marketers in this one survey said that they use visuals on everything that they do. They're using, for example, uh, 25% of them say they're using freelancers, 35, or 30% have an in-house designer. I mean, this, this stuff is, the work, mm. the work is out there and they need yeah. it, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. their their mm -hmm. their chief problems are consistency like a f more than a third of them say they they have they just unable to consistently produce good work um about 30 percent of them say that the that the actual design of the thing is the problem so there's like all the work in the world out there for good people that are talented but the problem is that you have to prove that you are more than simply a pair of hands you know Mm -hmm. Yeah, because mm -hmm. the the I mean, depending on which apocalyptic website you read, <laughs> the failure rate <laughs> the failure rate is high. I don't believe that it's nine in ten, like some people say. But I mean, if you dig deeper and find statistics, it, there's a you know about one in two uh, graphic design agencies just is not going to be in business after five years. You, you know, you'll give it a yeah. you'll give it a go for f for five for three years maybe, and then decide no, you're just going to grab an in house job and go work for somebody else, or you spiral out of uh, out of existence in in a you know in a blaze of glory or whatever. And a lot of that comes from an inability to connect with customers and to um, an inability to to communicate what you do with customers. And to, to separate yourself in the minds of those people. And all of that comes back to position. Cool. When you say, what do you stand for? How do you help people uh, answer that question? Because I, I ask that even of clients sometimes too, just when we're doing the discovery. And then I even ask it of myself. How do I, what do you stand for? Yeah, and, it's difficult. And, and, and when I even ask students that, they... You know, they feel they're too young to have an opinion or to stand for something. So <laughs> how, how how do you how do you get around that? How do you get what's a good tip? Well, I have um, you know, I've got some thoughts about what makes you uh, uh, you know, bolder and more relevant to the people that are are looking at at you. I've got a content framework that that people can find out about. It's called Braver. And it's it's about it's about specifically that finding something to stand for and communicating it in an authoritative way, and at the same time still communicating your vulnerability and engaging with your uh, with your reader. But mm -hmm. the short answer is, if you're not standing for something, then you're going to end up meaning nothing. It it, mm -hmm. it doesn't it doesn't matter what mm -hmm. your position is as long as you take one. You know, mm -hmm. we can we can explore some of the ways that you can carve out that position. Talk about a couple of the things that you can look at in your own business and figure out what you want to emphasize, because it's not simply a it's not simply a, a cut and dried thing. There's not one way to position your business. You can focus on what feels best for you and then try to stake your claim in the market based on that. So. There's not really any one answer that says, well, you know, just do this and then you'll be nicely positioned. It's, it's, it's in fact a lot more flexible than that. 
Now, that's, I mean, what you're saying about people not knowing how to do it is true. I, I make a... <laughs> I make a fair bit of money as a writer uh, helping people do exactly that. Draw out of them the, what's at their core and then find a way to express that online. But yeah. uh, just because that's what I do doesn't mean that it, that has to be some huge intimidating process. You can, yeah. you, you can, uh, you know, ask yourself some questions and go through a process and then try to, you know, figure out what it is that you want to say and then get bold about saying it. And and yeah, no, is this like a matter of kind of niching yourself down? It can be either into yeah, okay. that's one of the ways you can do either it. Either into an industry or also like kind of figuring out like okay, I don't want to do everything in the design realm. I want to focus on branding or packaging. What you or, do best, sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One of the is that kind of what you mean? one of the easy ways to do it is by niching down for sure because it it tends to be a shorthand for something that means something to a client. You know, you only work with with uh, businesses in Bozeman, Montana, or you are the person to talk to when you need Facebook ads or whatever. That that it leaves a lot um, in the imaginary realm. You're still not sort of you're still not talking about the the precise value that you provide, but it's a kind of shorthand that attracts more people to you. If if your potential client is looking for someone that is in Bozeman, Montana, all of a sudden you've just opened that door. Or if they want someone specifically yep. who needs Facebook ads, then yeah, congratulations. But neither one of those things focuses on what makes you you and what what makes you more valuable than anybody else. So, okay. so there are ways to do that. One of, one of the... Um, one of the ways that you can you can position yourself is talk about um, what makes you most believable. What's the most credible thing about you, and then bringing mm-hmm. that to the to the fore. Like, uh, regardless of how you feel about McDonald's, for example, and I'm sure you can imagine how I feel about McDonald's, but we won't get into it. Uh, you know, regardless of how you feel about them, you you can't deny that. They're very, very good at very simple things. They're very good at reliably making the same burger every time. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you, you know, you're running late and you got to get the kids to their dance recital, and you're desperate for something to eat, McDonald's has been very good at positioning themselves at the as the place that you can go where you can get the same food you got last week really fast, and you know that the kids aren't gonna be upset by it because they like their happy meal and you're, you know, problem solved. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> you know, you see that, you see that, that positioning filter out into their marketing materials where their signs say billions and billions served as a way of saying, yeah, we're the, we're the burger expert or where their tagline says, I'm loving it as in, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we box mm-hmm. up happy and sell it to you and, you know, problem solved. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. credibility is one thing you can focus on. Um, another thing you can focus on is your uniqueness. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I will, I'm going to put a little asterisk on that because once we talk about this, then I'm going to get to why uniqueness is a bit of a challenge. Um, if you think back to uh, the, 
the HBO campaign from a few years ago, where, uh, or sorry, the, the one that they stopped using just a few years ago, where they would say it's not TV, it's HBO. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's better than TV, right? Or if you look at do- mm-hmm. um, Domino's, where they went to, um, they were the first one to come up with 30 minutes are free. So their uniqueness oh, yeah. was, hey, we'll give you a pizza yeah. inside of a half an hour. Uh-huh. So now we get to the asterisk where things have changed. And, for example, Netflix is running rings around what HBO used to be uh, because you could almost now say it's not HBO, it's Netflix. <laughs> or, you know, even uh, you know, even the hole-in-the-wall pizza joint down the corner from you will deliver you a pizza inside a half an hour. So if you're gonna yeah, yeah. if you're gonna go to market mm-hmm. based on mm-hmm. how you're the most skilled graphic designer or you've won an award that few other people have, that's only really good until you until somebody else wins that award or until somebody it else. It might comes not be along. relevant. Yeah, it might not be exactly. relevant down the road. Exactly. Got it. The last big way you can position yourself is around relevance. So mm-hmm. we've talked we've talked now about credibility and uniqueness and relevance is the other one. And this is this Wes, this this is where you were going with niches. Niches is a is a is a sub sub uh, set of of talking about relevance. You know what is it that makes you most relevant to this particular client? Um, like the example I always use is the, is the dating site eHarmony. It's not a Tinder. It's not a Grinder. It's the place where you go when you want. Love, not just a casual hookup. When you want to get married, mm. you go and meet that person on eHarmony. And so that becomes the most relevant thing in the world for these people that want to get married because everything about the eHarmony position says this is where, this is where you come when you want this sort of gentle, long-lasting relationship. Um, so, yeah, when you... When Let's you, talk about... Can we talk about Farmers Only after this, please? I want to get your hot takes on <laughs> Yeah. Farmers Only is a, is a niche... <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of tractors out there that need vinyl wraps. So, yeah. Yeah. Is, is that is that one of those is that one of those horish hookup sites you're referring to? <laughs> That's awesome. Farmers only. Sorry to derail you. I just no, no. It's funny though. You couldn't resist. It's it, essentially what you're doing with all of this stuff is you're trying to to increase um, this concept of brand relevance for people. You're trying to make it so that the the client who comes across you feels like you're the you're the designer that he's been searching for for his whole life, right? And to do that, you need to resonate with your ideal client. Um, your brand needs to be aligned across all of your touch points. I mean, obviously, your business card is going to match your website, but you also need to carry that same idea and mentality through your social media and your answering machine and anywhere that you can run into a a um a client is a good place to advertise this new position that you've got and it needs to be transparent like if you make a mistake it, you you have to handle that mistake in accordance with the, the brand if you're if you've positioned yourself as the most professional uh graphic designer in uh, Chicagoland, then, you know, when you make a mistake, you're going to have to make up for it in a way that reflects that. Yeah. Uh, you know, if I you... am the most professional in Chicago. <laughs> this, I know. I, I, <laughs> I know you it. were talking about me. I, I was talking about yeah. you. you. You you were very wise yeah. to pick up on that. <laughs> I have a briefcase and everything. 
but it um <laughs> when you get this stuff right when you know where your position is going to be and yeah hang tight in a second i'm going to tell you how you can figure it out when you know what what your position is then it filters down and it helps you make all kinds of decisions everything from what services do i offer to what prom promotional items am i going to hand out right i just got back from a conference where i i was essentially one step away from firing a t-shirt gun off of the stage at uh at people like i gave out a pile of t-shirts but realized in that process that no that's that's not those t-shirts are not consistent with my brand yeah they had my logo on them but i position myself as a premium writer and a you know content content strategy expert and the guy that can help turn your business around and and you know essentially set you in a new direction and how does any of that have to do with a t-shirt yeah you know it should be a you might you i mean I'm, if you could play on the writer thing and and uh do up some nice pens or a or a you know beautiful notebook like a like a custom branded moleskin notebook or or uh throw in a custom compass or something yeah exactly <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know that's a that's an interesting if you if you are the if you're the annual report expert, if you, for example, you've niched down and all you design are annual reports, then, yeah, how you know how is a how is a trucker cap with a mesh back going to mm -hmm. properly represent you? You know, maybe it's an annual report that you mail to selected prospects and and uh, um, you know that it presents your brand in in a better light that resonates better yeah. with the, with the decisions you've made at the positioning level. So it trickles down to all your decisions, which is kind of helpful because I think a lot of times even we, we get to that part where it's like, if we're promoting the, the podcast, what's a, what's a product that it should be, right? What it, what's the thing that oh, yeah. would, would resonate with our listeners or a potential many discussions. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Hot, hot, that, hot brainstorming so. sessions too, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and some, for sure. Some and of stuff it is like, and it, it's a great time of year to talk about this too. Cause like a lot of people might be thinking about what am I going to send out to clients this year around the holidays, like a little branded thing. So it's, you, you make a great point, Aaron, you know, if you're positioning yourself as kind of the, the most kind of high end version of this, and then you're just kind of passing out something cheap, I'm not saying your t-shirts were cheap. I'm sure they were the, the softest of Egyptian <laughs> they were even so. they were 600 they were, thread they, count they, exactly they were maybe they were velvet they were if velvet. i know you aaron i think they were, they were velvet. crushed velvet uh crushed and, velvet. And, and they were beautiful oh. <laughs> no it's true i mean some of it some of it comes from from knowing knowing your target market right you can think what are, yes. what do what do the listeners of your podcast want oh you know hey here's a cool idea let's do a branded iphone case um but yeah, no. Some of it is is about what do they want and what is cheap. Yeah, That's what is what cheap. Like to say. <laughs> but also, yeah. you know, what do they want? <laughs> what is cheap? Imagine a, imagine three circles intersecting. What do they want? What is strategically and tactically okay for you? You know, as in we can't spend more than three dollars per, and that's fine. But also, what is going to reflect well on our business? What you know yeah. now that we've positioned ourselves, uh, how how does that work? And that's the segue into me finally putting your listeners out of their misery and telling them how they can crack out their pencil and start posi <laughs> positioning themselves. We've been talking for, I don't even know how long about positioning, but I'm still haven't gotten to the point where I've said, okay, here's how you do it. Um, yeah. The, 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 
the easiest way is the positioning statement. Some people call it a purpose statement. Mm-hmm. If you've poked around on the web, you may have seen one of these in the past. It's not a vision statement. It's not a mission statement. It is a to-the-point description of your business and your clients and how you help them. Simple stuff. Yeah. But sometimes people don't think about it. It's not a tagline. It's not a. It's not an elevator. It's a promise. It's like a promise. It is. What, and it's what a you're going to do to a specific person. You exactly. Know? And it's one. And this is the key piece. It's one that you're making to yourself, because it does. It's not meant for your clients to ever see it. You know, this is this is your thing. So you can write it how you want to, as long as you know what it means and you, you know how it. it's going to. Exactly. Yeah. It ends up informing everything that you show your clients from your website to your business card to your promo items like we keep talking about. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it technically doesn't ever get shown to them. So if you're getting nervous, the more I talk and you're getting nervous about, oh, God, I better get this right. It doesn't matter. As long as you start and write something down and start to think about what makes you unique, um, you'll be a lot better off than, than the people that aren't listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when you do it, you want to get super specific about what you do in a way that demonstrates uh, value to your clients. You want to um, really get to know them and how you help. You don't want to make stuff up. Um, and you want to try to zero in on the benefits, not the features of what you do. You don't want to talk about. Um, yeah, big one. Yeah, you don't want to. You, you don't want to talk about how you you are. You know producing facebook ads or yeah. your you know your your we build wordpress websites yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we hear that a lot on the website um yeah you know we we're we're we you know we build your responsive website well th- that doesn't necessarily mean anything um yeah. what what right. what you mean is we help we help it ma- we help make it easy for um the 80% of your customers who are visiting your website on a phone to get done what they need to do right mm-hmm. so so it's not about right, it's right. not about the, we make this thing it's about we do this the thing benefit. that exactly the the yeah. Right. Yeah. the yeah. cliched example is um nobody goes to the to the the hardware store to buy a drill bit they go to the hardware store to buy a hole in the wall cuz they they want to put up a they want to hang a picture Right, they want yeah. to. They're go. They're going to the yeah. hardware store to it's so deep to so so they can look at a picture of their grandchildren. Right, the drill bit is right. just the means to get to what they actually want. So here's how you do Absolutely. one. This is how you do it. This is if, this is fill in the blanks time now. Okay. Yeah, it's like a Mad Lib, right? It is exactly. A Mad <laughs> totally. I was I just have, gonna say that. I, ha- I yeah, I have a it. version of one I use religiously. I love this. Yeah. Perfect. If you can do Mad Libs, you can do this. That's the best. I'm sure that's the best news that you're that they've heard from me so far. There's my holiday. Uh, there's my holiday gift. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, your company uh, provides or helps or works with or whatever it is you feel like saying your ideal client. It delivers these outcomes, not outputs, right? Not brochures but outcomes more clients etc by Mm -hmm. doing the things that you do to achieve those outcomes company nice action client outcomes and then the outputs 
So for me, nice. I say we need a T-shirt that says all this. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if you've got, <laughs> if you guys have show notes, we can. If you have show notes, we can put up a fill in the blank. Uh, yeah, do you, yeah. Do you have a, any kind of a download for this? Yeah, Aaron, for sure. Or? I've got tons of stuff for you guys. Okay, cool. Let me get cool. that from you, and we'll we'll link to that in the show awesome. notes. So, mine says, Rickson helps agencies and freelance professionals grow their businesses and make more money. So what have we done so far? We've got my company, Rickson. We've got my ideal customer, agencies and freelance professionals. And then we've got my outcomes. Grow their businesses and make more money. Okay. Mm-hmm. Rickson Everyone helps, wants to do that. Exactly. Rickson helps, <laughs> web, Rickson helps agencies and, and freelance professionals grow their businesses and make more money by improving the effectiveness of their own marketing, showing them how they can hire me to improve the effectiveness of their clients' marketing, and teaching them to profit on every word that I write. And that, nice. in, a, in a nutshell, is what Wes and I do together, right? Mm-hmm. He yep. comes to me and says, okay, help me out. I've got this client. They need X, Y, and Z. What do you recommend? How much is that going to cost? Then occasionally he comes to me and says, okay, I want this on my own website now. And he takes a cut off of what I do. I say, it's going to be this much, please. He turns around to the client and says, all right, it's going to be that much plus X. So in that one sentence, and I'll read it again, I've summed up company name, ideal client, outcomes, and outputs. Rickson helps web agencies. and Oh, sorry, I'm reading my web one. Rickson helps web agencies <laughs> and freelance web professionals. You can substitute graphic there if you'd like. Um, yeah, Rickson right. helps. Rickson helps agencies and freelance professionals grow their businesses and make more money by improving the effectiveness of their own marketing, showing them how they can hire me to improve the effectiveness of their clients' marketing, and teaching them to profit on every word that I write. It can be that simple. And when you when you when you download the Mad Libs version from your show notes, you'll you'll see it. Right? You you mm-hmm. you you can write something out, and then you you can ask yourself, does it feel like us? Is this, is this true? Are we the ones that can own this position? Is there somebody down the street saying the same thing? Can we prove it? Do we have a portfolio or do we have uh, proof points that we can say? And if you don't have those yeses, you can go back to the drawing board and rewrite it as many times as you want because nobody's ever going to see it. It's just for you. It's just to get yeah. your head straight and to help you make that jump between whatever level you're at now and the metaphorical next level. And it's like a contract you keep with yourself in a way too, because yeah, for sure you want, like you said, you keep this in the background. But everything you do and the face of your company, I even like how you said even your voicemail. Like it's like it's true. I, I I've dealt with a lot of clients where they say uh, these some branding strategists have kind of even said how uh, how the phone is answered at a particular company. That's that's the first thing people are going to hear. What's the first headline on the website? And this contract you have keeps everything in sync, so you're keeping to your promise. And they should know what it is without even knowing it. You know what I mean? Because you, you're producing it. You're, you're it's true. projecting yep. this. You out. got it. It's funny so, you say I, headline on the website. That's, I mean, that's a good example of how mm-hmm. the positioning statement stays with you and then that filters through everything else. I just read yeah. you that positioning statement. The main headline on my, we- headline on my website is, is uh, there are other writers. There's only one Rickson. Ah, right. I thought it was, I thought I was gonna say yeah. more money, more money. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does. I was just a little more eloquent yeah. about it in translation. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> let so me, I mean, 
you know, I love it. What instantly, you're, Nick? That was perfect timing. Yeah. You're seeing that. You're seeing that. Yeah, I'm not the ten cent a word person, right? Perfect. I char- exactly. I charge, I charge easily eleven cents a word. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, you're you're so out of my Baker's, budget. Big, go for the Baker's dozen. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. My I can't afford this guy. My 2018 goal is to move up to twelve and a half cents. No, uh, it says right off like look at forget what you what you think about um what you know about writers because i'm i'm not a writer i'm more than that and you, you know, know so that's that's good, awesome that's yeah. a good takeaway because there's like two hundred thousand uh designers in the in the united states alone right some of those mm-hmm. obviously work for agencies companies a, a lot of them yeah. are on their own but there, there's like two hundred thousand of them, and they're making a mean wage of, of you know, twenty five bucks an hour. Uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. If you, no. if you properly stake out a claim as somebody who who delivers value and deserves seventy five or a hundred dollars an hour, you can go and get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we always talk about. It's all about kind of providing that value and getting a return for your clients. And then you can charge whatever you want. If if they're making money on you, not spending money on you, mm-hmm. then everyone wins. It's just about communicating that. And it's like the same reason why I keep um, you know, using you, Aaron, when I do a project. Because, yeah, there's a bunch of writers out there. Not every writer is skilled at uh, persuasive copy that's designed to sell. Aww. That's where you come in. I love you too, Wes. What? <laughs> love fest. But so yeah. But anybody out there who's looking for a, a good copywriter who's more than twelve and a half cents <laughs> a word, way out of my budget. Sorry, man. your man. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you used the word persuade and persuasion because I think that's one of the key things that uh, a lot of people aren't realizing that that's what we do in all of this industry. If you're copywriting, if you're a photographer, if you're a web designer, whatever you do, you mm-hmm. are persuading people. And th- ideally, in a way to yeah. make a purchase, you know, we're all in, in commercial art somehow where we're trying to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And uh, why not do it for ourselves? Because I-, I know a lot of people get really uncomfortable and kind of like, I don't know what to say about myself or how do I pull out a benefit that I bring? Whereas I think sometimes it's, it's like you said, don't think too hard on this. It's you might miscommunicate if you if you go too too granular. Do you agree? Like I, I almost think 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 top line first, and then figure out what makes you different, and not don't be afraid to talk about that because that's that's what yeah. guides your business. Yeah, right. you know, it's I, if you if you'd like, in addition to that Mad Libs thing, we can I, you know what I'll package up for you guys. I'll package up my uh, discovery questions that I often ask um, clients and. Oh, that's you know, cool. by asking those those clients, I, I, it, it helps me pull out the answers that lets me get to positions yeah. for them. If you yeah. sit down and diligently do these worksheets, you'll learn a lot more about your business in an hour than you than you have maybe in the past ten years. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Because it's- <laughs> and guys, seriously, like I ask discovery questions with my clients, and then we always have the copy call where Aaron gets on and asks his own questions. And some of the questions you ask Aaron are just amazing. That I would never think to answer. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, think to ask myself because you've been Different doing this longer than I have been doing the discovery sure. thing. Um, yeah, Aaron's got a great way of kind of bringing this stuff out of a client. So, by please download if he's offering these discovery questions, you guys better download them because <laughs> we're we're, we're going to double check. It's going to be gold. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> it's funny. 
you watch that <laughs> I, I watched that uh series one of the reasons i was excited to be on this podcast is it's not just for the the graphic design piece of it but that you know the quote-unquote design side that i'm fascinated by um i watched uh what's it called abstract on Netflix. abstract oh, God, yeah I love that. and it's amazing isn't it I keep it was incredible i keep missing that oh god it's even the yet. stuff that's not interesting you're gonna be like glued because yeah, every aspect sure. of of design is so cool and what you was mentioned your fa- right. you mentioned what persuading was- right and yeah. it doesn't matter whether you're designing a cover for the new yorker or, or a designing car. a car or a building or or the the you know the the multimedia show at a u2 concert uh you're you're persuading people to buy a magazine or to mm-hmm. feel that that car speaks to whatever emotional need you have or feel comfortable in that house or uh, you know, lose yourself and get taken away by the magic of a light show at a, yeah. at, at a rock concert. It's all it's all persuasion. It's exactly yeah. like you said. D- d- everything from a from a ball cap to a band poster to um, you know a fine book that costs three hundred fifty dollars is persuasion. And it, and it and it all says it's all meant to say, "Hey, you busy person." <laughs> this is this is worth it stop <laughs> this is worth it it's worth paying attention to this and you know not to tie especially now because yeah, we have exactly. screens there's we, so it, much it's not just there. one area anymore even if you just section off what you can get off off your television screen is now you know quadruple what it was five years ago you know exactly the avenues so change it's gonna sound day. cutesy it's gonna sound like i planned it but i mean it really does all get tied up into positioning it's about saying yes this i am worth paying attention to and that's what we've been talking about mm-hmm. here today yeah what's your what's your take on on the authentic on being so authentic with it because i think some people might feel that um uh, they, they 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 don't have something that stands them out against somebody else so you have to reach into something that's a little more authentic about you. Mm-hmm. Um, the benefit of that, I feel, is great because it, it, it that's what does set you apart. Do you kind of agree that that's a I maybe do, a completely. great way to go? You know, completely. I mean, y- you think that you can't possibly matter to your clients, yeah, but you exactly. you forget you you forget that you've got someone that you're with, or maybe you have kids who think you're the world, or You've got friends or there's a neighbor across the street that matters to you mm-hmm. and you know that you change your life. It's the same principle by connecting with the actual human on the other side of this business decision to hire you. You're going to get a better, you're going to have a better chance of winning more deals. So, um, you know, when all else fails, the most real genuine designer that they've ever worked with can be a position. You know, yeah. it can, if you want to connect yeah. with somebody based on your authenticity and your vulnerability, maybe that works for your target market. Perhaps you are, yeah. you know, we all like working with people that are a pleasure to exactly. work with. So, I mean, that's definitely something, you know, yeah. like Wes, it's no secret that you're on the top of my client list. That's because we get along and there, there were, you know, a hundred before you that I don't work with anymore because I can't. Can, can't stand them. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, chemistry. Chemistry speaks volumes. Yeah, it honestly, does. and you know the other piece too is the scarcity mindset. Everybody thinks, oh gosh, there's just no work out there. There is so much work out there for everyone. My God, yeah. That you can just mm-hmm. pick the work that you want, and this positioning process, this vulnerability and engaging uh, thing, where you're deciding who you are on the web, 
that's just gonna draw your tribe to you. You know, it won't. It, it will it. repel the people that you don't want to work with, but it will it will attract the people that you think are great, and you'll have a much more rewarding career because of it. Yeah, and it's not an overnight well, so, thing, so you got to keep on with that because mm -hmm. I think we've all talked about this in the past too that it's you can make these changes and don't expect things to happen like tomorrow, but slowly but surely. Like you just said, you'll repel the ones that you don't want to work with and you'll attract <laughs> the ones that you do. Uh, and if you're authentic with your story and your positioning, then you're going to be what you promised. And that's, that's the key. Once you're there and you've proved to them that if you made a promise and it worked, bam, uh, you got them. Like Gosh, just how you said. True. You know, I yeah. was just at a conference this weekend and I learned this concept that I can't shake. It's really cool. Oh, talks cool. about uh, it's like a mathematical equation it's got brand promise on the one side you know what are you telling people that you are what's your what's your promise of the experience that they're about to have and it's got the customer experience on the other side what do they actually get once they start working with you and if you can make sure that your brand promise equals your customer experience or that your customer experience exceeds your brand promise, you'll have customers for life. If you tell people they're going to be, they're going to, if yeah. you tell people they're going to work with the greatest uh, designer of all time, and then you're crappy and you're just the same as everybody else, you're going to, you're going to, you know, the people, your, your clients will flee. But if you tell people that, yeah, you're, you're solid and you do a great job and you do this, did this and this for these people. And then they turn around and they have the best experience they've ever had with a graphic designer. Why would they ever leave? You know, yeah. why would they ever find yeah. a new web design mm -hmm. company? Why would they ever find somebody to, to, uh, you know, b b design a new pair of shoes or whatever it is, right? Whatever, right. whatever aspect right. of design you want to talk about. Yeah. The the fact anything the, 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 the fact of the matter is that anybody with a phone and Canva thinks that they can be a designer. <laughs> you know. Oh my god! That's the problem. This is with a our, totally different episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so true. It is true. You, you, oh, I made this. You know, or like I put a, oh. I put an Instagram filter on my cats. Therefore, I know all about color balance, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I love so that. Oh. Like, oh, what font did you use in that? Uh, it was called <laughs> Casual. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> I, that's I will not, not a... stand here listening to you bad mouthing filtering of cats. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite things. I won't stand for this. But yes, oh. all of a sudden you but, are um, now a photographer and a exactly. color editor and yeah. a right. and a animal yeah. stylist. Yeah. <laughs> well, people confuse the technology for the the benefit yeah and it's not the same thing yeah. at all totally um we talked about this with the whole adobe conference the whole sensei thing that's doing a lot of kind of um putting a lot of ai onto the process but the you still need to have some kind of vision or some kind of kind of idea mm -hmm. structure everything to bring yeah. these things to life yeah you yeah. can't just have just kind of start with nothing and have robots build everything out of whole cloth it doesn't really it's work true that way. that's yeah. a good point um, they're not your client i mean that's probably key to this positioning process is the realization if you haven't made it already that they're not paying you for photoshop they're paying mm -hmm. you for yeah. your brain mm -hmm. right yeah right. and we've all had those jobs in the past where or maybe some of maybe some of you right now are kind of paying your dues to those kind of more production jobs mm -hmm. um where where mm -hmm. it is mostly hands 
Mm-hmm. But you mm-hmm. want what you want ideally is to get to the part where you're using it's it's head versus hands, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's right. where you get that's where you get the big bucks is when you're kind the of consultation up with the ideas. component mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Aaron, you have been so amazingly awesome. I love how yeah. you've been just phrasing everything. Oh, thank you. And you're really, you're you a should be a, you should be a writer. Oh, you should oh be my a God, that's a great idea. <laughs> have you ever thought you know of that? What? I'm going to, I was about to launch a card detailing shop, but I think I'm going to give it up <laughs> and maybe I'll pursue oh. this wordsmith thing. No more. <laughs> yeah. You uh, and Biff Tannen. Yep. Uh. Hilarious. Thank you to the three of you. I will. I I, I look forward to uh, your listeners enjoying my my fabulous worksheets. I'm telling you right now, there's like yeah, a trillion I'm of them. You. There's a trillion Good. of them. No, we need to them. have you on again. Hey, it's fabulous. if you share, sure. it, I tell you, if it wasn't for people who have shared things in the past, like it, that's that's truly how everybody right. makes it to the next right. level. I mean, yeah, you, you know what I mean. It's like it's a, it'll be an eye opening to a lot of people because. I, I don't sure. I, we 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 stress this so much but I don't think a lot of people in our world are really pushing the the discovery and the questions and building a positioning of your company and the minute you do man the the I I just feel like people are going to be on it it's going to be a 180 with their business Exactly you, and you go more from tools, becoming a take designer them, to take a strategist them. Yeah You were saying the more That's tools pretty, yeah. sorry The more yeah the more tools you can get through podcast <laughs> or people you meet or like the conferences you've gone to and just pulling out that thing. I even wrote that down. It's like promise should exceed experience. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we, how many times do we say, you know, uh, exceed your expectations? It's like, that means everything. That means everything. And look at the things that we buy and continually go back to as consumers ourselves. And it's when someone experience, when your experience is better than the promise every time for sure so, i mean there's a reason a, that smart. apple is worth 155 billion dollars yeah no doubt you know yeah yeah i'm tired of them being an example but they're like the premium example yeah it's like well i'm tired of god being yeah. god but you know hey god <laughs> <laughs> he's god for me he's up there for a reason he's he's, he's number one on the list because yeah. he's basically number one on the list <laughs> number one on the list <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so Aaron, where if listeners are interested and they kind of want to reach out for you if you have any bandwidth or whatever, sure. where can people find you online? Here is the last complicated part of the of the podcast. <laughs> it's how to how to spell my last name. I always tell people you 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 hire hire me as a writer and this is the last word you'll ever have to spell. W R I X O N.com. Rickson.com. Okay. Perfect. Rock and roll. All right. So thanks for being on with us, Aaron. It was a pleasure. And uh, we'll talk again with you soon. Thank you. Well, Aaron Rickson is an amazing writer, but guess what? You don't have to be a writer <laughs> to write invoices with fresh books, baby. <laughs> fresh like books. Good one. Yeah. It's good. I mean, we haven't done a good segue in a while. So there. That was a good you one. say that we, was, and that's yeah, very I generous. <laughs> You're always the one that comes up with the segues. But fresh books, um, we've been talking about them forever. What else is there to say? I mean, if you guys haven't really gotten on board with it by now, what is wrong what is, with you? What's up? Fresh books is, yeah. I mean, like I say, the best compliment we can ever pay them is we don't get it for free. We keep paying for it every month because it's yeah, worth it. Mm-hmm. It is worth yeah. it. So basically, it's been completely redesigned from the ground up um, for the way designers work. Um, it's even more designer friendly than it was before. Very intuitive interface. Um, we love how you can create and send really professional looking invoices in under 30 seconds. Boom. And with literally two clicks, boom, you can set yourself with fresh books, online payments and get money in your pocket way sooner. 
uh, with six, 60% of invoices are paid within one day. So come on now. That's worth the price of admission right there. Right there. <laughs> yeah, so, and they've got the new projects feature, so you can share files and messages with your clients, contractors and employees if you have those. Um, all the conversations live in one place. It's kind of like a, you know, project management software rolled into it as well. It is, yeah. And they've got, yeah, and they've got a great app. I have, and at tax time, I always have to render reports of different types that's just two clicks away with their system. It's so convenient. Yeah, and they've got the mobile expenses. So you can take pictures of your receipt on your phone. That's probably what you're, you probably use that too. Um, so it makes claiming your expenses a million times easier, basically. And the notification centers, like your personal assistant, you'll always know what's changed in your business since the last time you logged in and what needs to be dealt with, like overdue invoices. So um, we have worked out a 30-day unrestricted free trial. So just go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about us section. Again, 30 days free, you guys. So please do it. Just go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about us section. Nice. All right. So on to the listener question. Um, I have lost the name of this person. Oh, no. Okay, here we go. It's from Robin. No, I got oh, it. Yeah. Okay. It's from Robin. Yeah. Okay, so Robin says, My current developer is awesome at so many things, but we're really hitting a wall despite our constant communication. I feel like I provide almost too much in terms of exact pixel widths, font sizes, style sheets, button actions, and video player transitions, etc., I understand that my specific developer needs everything spelled out, but there seems to be no openness or understanding of design on his end. <laughs> hmm. uh, yeah, we've been, I've been there, sister. Um, yeah. As a designer, what do I need to provide to my developer? Is every developer different in their expectations? And lastly, if I'm unsure or not working well with my developer, how or where do I go about searching for a new one? Great questions, Robin. So um, I can speak a lot to this, and I'm sure Mikkel has a lot to say as well. So when I was designing in Photoshop, I had to do a lot of this too, manually, mm -hmm. where you're kind of you're you're kind of laying out, you're doing like almost like red lines, you know, kind of bracket, like kind of pointing to things and saying this is 40 pixels between you know width, blah blah blah. Uh, the font size here, the H, I would make a Google Doc and say H1 is this font, mm -hmm. this size. H2 is this font, this size. But now that I have switched to Sketch, um, and I and I know I said I was going to be going to XD, and I haven't yet because I haven't started it's a the new same, project. Same idea. The, yeah. The benefit it's I bringing, think so. Right? I, I hope so. Yeah. So basically with Sketch, it kicks out that really great um, style sheet based on all the styles that you build in the in the program itself. So you don't have to like put all this into words. They they get the file and they can get that as output. It seems a little more now, open for have... interpretation rather than too structured to yeah. like, here's the rules. And, I, and this is a great, yeah. I love this question because it works for everything. If you give just too much information, well, yeah. a person doesn't feel they have the flexibility, well, no, but... right? I would say kind of the opposite yeah. from what you're saying. So basically what Sketch does it is it makes the rules versus Photoshop. There was a lot of room for interpretation with that, unless you were getting yeah. really anal yeah. about it and typing everything out. Because like when I used to do Photoshop, 
I would get a lot of like, okay, this does not look exactly like what I gave you now, does it? But now it's almost perfect almost every time. Yeah. So um, I would, so my biggest um, thing to tell you is I would probably start switching to sketch or better yet, maybe XD if you have the creative cloud, because I have a hunch that it's the same thing Mm -hmm. in there. So, um, and in terms of providing to the developer, when you do sketch, all you really have to do is make sure all the photos are exportable, all the images are exportable, and give them the file. Mm-hmm. And as long as they have a Mac, they can get they have, that's all you need to give them. It's perfect. Um, yeah, so and, and yes, every developer is different in their expectations, I'm sure, because people are all different. Everyone works a little differently. But... Um, what I would want to kind of stress to you is if it's if you're hiring your developer, if it's your show, if it's your agency, quote unquote, they need you need to hire people that are on board with your process. A hundred percent. Do you guys yeah. agree with that? Like, what I don't want is two or three developers that all have their own process, and now I have to keep track. No, you all are going to work within my process. Because that's what because you've established with not... your client. Expectation yeah. has to be there, and you're the you're the lead in that, right? Yeah, yeah. And if it sounds kind of tyrannical, maybe, but if I I can't change my process every time for each individual no contract, and I would expect that if I was in their if they're in their position, if I was getting a job through someone else, it, I'd have to adapt to their process because they're the ones with the client in a way being a lot more directive. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Um, yeah. What do you have to add, Mikkel? Do you have any, anything? Well, I happen to work in oftentimes inconveniently with amazing dev individuals. However, they're not Mac users, which is a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. Mine isn't either. So that's the work. The workaround is I have to have that program Zeppelin, which kind of is the, the go between, which mm-hmm. is not ideal. I don't trust but. it. I've tried it a few times before I've given it a run. I think it, I actually prefer to line item call out attributes to you would. The, the design. And I actually had a great conversation with a dev yesterday on the phone mentioning that he was super grateful for me pinpointing without him needing to open it, any file. Yeah. Like I, I line itemed everything from hex values to sizing to padding pixel pixel padding and everything. And he actually really liked having that mm-hmm. guideline to refer to through and through. So um yeah, like you said, Wes, it's just it's dependent upon so many there's so many different types of work relationships that I have. And I'm glad yeah. they're not all the same. I have four yeah. developers that I work with on a regular basis. They're all very distinct from one another. Yeah. And I think that you have a lot more relationships like than I do where you're basically your client is a bigger company and they're you're working with their devs. Is that correct? Um, to where you can't really tell them what to do. That, because That's not the case right now, but I okay. have before for sure. But right yeah. now it's just jiving with other dev practices and I, I run it through my business, the relationship. Okay. Yeah. And sometimes I'm super willing and for project management purposes, I'll get the dev on the, on the line when we've got video conferencing and calls to speak the lingo. And sometimes I'll choose to control that my, on my own. That always is really um, 
unique depending on the project and client contact too. Yeah. What question? I get it. Question was <clears throat> was her concern more that she was she feels she has to give the developer so many rules to the the structure that the developer then follows it to a T with no room for their own design sense. Like it, it sounded like that was her her concern was that they they are going too much by the rules given and are not filling in the blanks a little bit and being a little flexible on design. Does yeah. does that make sense? What, I don't think yeah I don't think the problem is being flexible or having their own design ideas. But I I can put this in context with the, the relationship I have with my developer, mm-hmm. which is great because I don't have to spell everything out. Like there there may be even things that I don't quite kind of say and sure. or, or accounted for in sketch but he's good at filling in the blanks like for instance mm-hmm. usually i don't have to spec i don't have to design all the mobile pages i'll usually design one yeah so he can kind of see what i'm going for yeah and then yeah. he's got and then he'll the, run with the remaining yeah he's yeah. got that kind of flexibility awesome. in the great quote design sense on his end to kind of carry it through which is fantastic Right. I'm so glad that I finally found someone like that. Yeah. Because a lot of a lot of them, are, it's literally like, uh, you have to tell me every single thing mm-hmm. or it won't get done or it's just going to look like shit. Yeah. Right? And they'll say, I don't have a designer eye and all this stuff. Yeah. That's your yeah. job. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's fair. It's a, yeah, it's sure. a fair point. It's good recognition. I, yeah. yeah. But um, and is it, there's it, a reason we good, hire them. Is it good to have multiple? Like if, if she's only working with this one, let's say, and maybe... That works for some projects, but for other projects, she's, she's having this problem. Should she have maybe two or three on hand to be a little more yeah. flexible with mm. her projects, or is that really difficult? I, I think I, here's the thing, and I do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. I only have the one guy right now, and I've always said I want more because what if he were to quit the business sure. or, or take a full time yeah. with someone else? Yeah. Having plan B I mean, in this regard is super key. Okay. I've learned the same yeah. Or what if we had just like a big blowout of some kind? I mean, sure. yeah. I never know. Like anything can happen. Businesses, relationships can go south out of nowhere. I don't feel like that would happen with him, but you never know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would say you should always have like maybe two or three in your stable ready to go. But I don't, I need, I've, I've just gotten so complacent. I haven't really branched out. So, and to answer your very last question, Robin, <laughs> um, how do you go about searching for a new one? Um, that's the tricky part. Um, the way I've always gone about it is just I get my inbox is flooded constantly with developer emails. And they're they're all the same, and I ignore all of them, except for when I know it's time for a new one. Then I'll kind of look and see who I've got recently, and I'll reach out to a few. Yeah. And I think the best thing is to find one that will get on Skype with you, and you can interview them with video. And all that, like, nothing to hide. I think that means a lot. You're right. I think exactly. it goes well. You, you, you really are an advocate of that, even with clients too. If they're not in the right area or not local, it makes a big difference. And for someone like that, yeah, you got to be face to face. Don't you agree? That's awesome. Yeah, I think you can um, tell a yeah, lot by talking it's to someone. Super useful. Yes. And I think you get to you 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 can you can read how eager they are to either join you or get on board, and and how they're going to possibly be by just. I think it says a lot, you know, in in every way when you're interviewing yeah. anybody, you know, because we could be way too mm-hmm. virtual on this stuff. And I think the connection makes a huge difference. 
better chances, yeah, I think. That's true. You know? Absolutely. All right, cool. Well, thanks, Robin. Thanks for sending in the question. And keep sending in those listener questions to questions at thedeependdesign.com. And, of course, we love the audio questions, so do that. And um, also, remember to send in if you have anything that you're – kind of got your eye on this holiday season in terms of gift guide episode uh wish list. go on twitter and yeah wish wish list stuff so basically go on twitter and tell us what it is maybe link to it and use the hashtag dgdc holiday um and we'll keep our eyes open for those and that'll be our next episode cool all right cool all right well with that in mind keep designing and catch us next time on the deeply graphic design cast and happy thanksgiving <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>